Hey guys, this is designer Jerry Reed, and you're listening to Sean Larry's Walking Your Excellence. Walk in Your Excellence. I'm your host, Sean Larry, and thanks for listening into this week's episode of Walk in Your Excellence. You know, I like to think that I'm a semi-fashionable dude. I try to step out on weekends, you know, put a little cute outfit on for brunch. I wear a suit every day for work, you know. I'm a principal, so I got to do that. But I'm not going to lie. I sometimes get on Instagram and say to myself, I have to step my game up. I got to get in the gym. I got to, like, buy cuter clothes. Let me tell you a little bit about this guest on this episode of Walking Your Excellence. His name is Mr. Jerry Reed, and he has the fashion game on lock. Lucky Magazine calls him, quote unquote, the young designer with the wise eye. He has been featured in some of the largest media outlets for his work, including Essence Magazine, and his designs are worn by some of the most notable supermodels. Jerry Reed has been featured on the runways of New York Fashion Week, and I am most inspired by his work in the community for young students aspiring to be world-famous designers. Please join me in welcoming the world-famous designer himself, Mr. Jerry Reed. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great on paper, you know. (laughs) Sounds really good on paper. That's who you are. I gotta find him. That's who you are. That's me? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Jerry. First, first, thank you for for coming on the show. I absolutely need you to be my stylist, which is the real reason why you're here. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, but seriously, you have had (laughs) such an amazing story, a powerful journey and i want to hear all about it first let the world know who you are who is jerry reed that's a great question i look for him from time to time yeah pretty much that's me i am jerry reed i am a brand okay but before anything i am of god Mm. i am germane meaning very tangible something that you cannot live without i am brotherly Mm -hmm. and i am a saint who realizes all of his imperfections, and honors everything that is in the mirror. Nice. Nice. That's who I am. That's who you are. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about, like, your your childhood, your upbringing. How does that, like, shape who you are today? Okay. So, let's think, let's think. My dad is from Trinidad. Okay. And my mom's side is Panamanian and Honduran. Okay. So, growing up, everything was about culture. Mm. So, I always embrace anything different, anything that is completely injected with something that I'm not accustomed to mm-hmm. because I love adapting to that. Growing up, that's all my family did, made sure that I was well-rounded mm-hmm. when it came to meeting new people, mm-hmm. when it came to traveling. I could remember the first trip that I ever went on was to the Bahamas with family. Wow. And um, they just wanted me to explore so much. Seeing the world was life to them and it mm-hmm. became life for me as well. I don't, I can't, say that I've gone without anything because Mm. I don't have that story. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that kid that's going to be like, well, my mother did this to me, my dad did this. Mm -hmm, No, mm -hmm. I'm not that child. Yeah. And I might not have had everything growing up, but I never went without. I had everything that I needed. Even some of the desires of my heart, I gained. Yeah. And my mom and dad were separated or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So yes, I grew up in a single parent home. Okay. Raised by your mom or your dad? My mom. Okay. So that was fine. Yeah. Uh, Growing up, 
of course, any teenager is going to have their issues. Right. Um, any young adult is going to have their issues. But I don't see any of that as a reflection of me anymore. What I see now is mm. what my mother wanted to have as a child and what my father wanted to bring into the world, yeah. which was love. Yeah. And that's all I am now, love. Yeah. Of love, giving love, receiving love, believing in love, that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Though. Yeah, no, that's that's, ma that's magical because I, I I guess like in my line of work, I'm so used to the stories of, and I I have the total opposite growing up experience, um, of like going without right, and so hearing that perspective actually may, makes me think of so many other questions which we won't get into just yet. But were you an only okay. child? Are you? A I brother? am an, only, an child, only child. So I, I really want to hear from, about that. I suffer from what they call OCS, only child syndrome. Okay, so which is a thing, kind of not really, but yeah. Thing, but not really. <laughs> I didn't get the diagnosis yet. There's no medication for it, anything like that yet. But What are fine. some of the symptoms of that? Um, just sometimes being a little selfish. Okay. Um, that's it. That's it? Just being a little selfish. Yeah, because you're and, used um, to getting it all. Uh, I don't want to say I'm used to getting it all, but I do know where the limits can go. Gotcha. So... If the limit does not exist, yeah, you know, yeah. Do you have a good, uh, a strong relationship with your with your dad? Um, I know you said you were raised by your mom. I don't want to say it's strong, but there's a relationship there. Mm -hmm. um, I love him unconditionally. Mm -hmm. If I need anything, I can go ahead and ask. If he needed anything, he could ask. It's definitely a relationship that could get better, mm -hmm. and that comes with time because even as a child, I had a lot of resentment within my heart towards him, mm. just because of how things were but now it's like i'm grown yeah why do i have to hold any kind of malice towards anyone at this point in my yeah. life because i'm gonna lose out on blessings yeah it takes too you much know, energy it, it it takes a lot of energy yeah and like you know before we started i told you i'm at peace mm -hmm. so i'm at peace with literally every and anything yeah you know so yeah such a positive aura that you bring i'm loving it what what prompted you to get into fashion where did that come from? So when I was working at Bank of America, mm -hmm. I was working in the fashion district on 33rd and 7th. Okay. And originally, all I wanted to do was create accessories. Yeah. So I wanted to have my own luggage line. I okay. wanted to do bags, purses, all of those different things, backpacks, and I would sketch them on the receipt paper at work. And my... At Bank of America. Yes. That is so funny. And my manager was like, what's going on? You're wasting all of our receipts. Were, like <laughs> were you like a, a bank teller? What? I was a bank teller. Yeah. So I was a bank teller. I had a whole bunch of responsibilities there. And it was just time for me to, to go. Yeah. Is and it a, is something you always had, like were passionate about? Um, I don't want to say always. I mean, okay. even in high school, when I look at my yearbook now, mm -hmm. I was very fashion forward then. Yeah. Like I had... Sneakers for every day of the week. And wow. I did not repeat a shoe for at least another 40-something days. That is impressive. And I had a shoe. I had a fitted. I had a tie, whatever it was. I made it work with my school uniform at the time. And <laughs> exactly. I would have been so mad if I, you were one of my kids. Because my kids get real sure creative with I, our uniform, and I'm, I'm over it. You, I'm telling you. If, if I knew what I know now, <laughs> I definitely would have tailored everything that is to me. Funny. But um, I had a lot of fun in high school. So mm -hmm. I would say fashion was definitely something always around me. Um, even one of my exes at the time, when I was a senior in high school, he designed as well. Mm -hmm. And... Um, that led me to want to know more. Yeah. So even while working at Bank of America, I was just like, 
hmm, why do I still continuously want to indulge in this world? Yeah. And um, when I left, in other terms, I got fired at Bank of America. Right. Um, For the receipt paper? <laughs> yes, for the receipt paper. <laughs> Good one. I just said to my best friend at the time, who's still my best friend to this day, I said, Chad, I am going to start my clothing line. Mm. And he was like, all right. If you're really going to do it, then do it. Yeah. So I purchased my own mannequin. I purchased my own sewing machine. And I got started. That summer when I got fired, the fall of 2011, I had a fashion show going. Wow. And so I was quickly. like, I did not know what I was doing, but I indulged in it. And God sent his angels mm -hmm. for whichever reason, whatever reason to learn, to have the, this experience, to just understand it. Mm -hmm. It just came to pass. And there was so much fire and passion behind what I was doing that a lot of people didn't understand what I was doing, including my family, including my mom especially. Mm -hmm. She didn't want me to be a designer. She was like, what are you doing? Right, right. A lot of people were just saying, what are you doing? Yeah, what, and are we, what were some of the challenges you faced? That was a challenge itself. That first you know, one, yeah. That, those first two or three years, it was hard because mm -hmm. no one understood what I wanted to do. And again, like I said, God sends his angels for reasons, mm -hmm. and one of them still in my life, she said, why don't you create a program that allows students to do fashion as well? Mm. Because it does not exist in the Department of Education in New York. Right. You have certain things that exist within fashion, but not as detailed as what you could bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, Hazel, this makes so much sense. Yeah. And she helped me literally get this program together and i guess you'd say i was doing an internship at her high school yeah for summer school and throughout the year because i became buddy buddy with all of the staff yeah and i needed to rub the right shoulder so that i can get whatever paperwork signed whatever mm -hmm. i needed mm -hmm. to do to get into this board of education as a vendor mm -hmm. to get done i'm gonna do it yeah so i did that and and you're talking about the your your project uh Yes, fashion. Uh, a seamless, a seamless way, to, way the to the top, which I love the name, by the way. Yes. that's such an amazing name, and you know I love kids. What mm. like what has been some of the like impact of that organization? So my first year doing it was fifty fifty successful. Okay. So the part that was successful about it was me getting my first school. Mm. The second part that was not successful is understanding what should have been behind it as well. Okay. Um, like the fundamentals portions of it, mm -hmm. um, not really understanding where I was supposed to go with this, yeah. but it allowed me to understand for like two or three years to let it go and then it'll come back to me. Mm. And when it came back to me, I literally solidified the school. Like last year, 26, no, 2016, two years ago, mm -hmm. I quit my job at the time and I said, I don't want to work for anyone anymore. Wow, that is big. I don't want to work for anyone anymore. And um, at the time, I was working at H&M. Okay. And the summer came, and I was like, I want to move up in the company. I was with them for two years, and nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. And I would take accountability for my actions as well, because we all have the power to make change happen. Yeah. And I was just so stuck on wanting this one particular position mm that maybe it, it just wasn't for me. Right. And at that moment, I said, I got to go. So I kid you not, I quit July 29th. September 5th, I got the confirmation. You can come teach. Wow. You can come teach your program. 
That's amazing. And that was me just making a faithful move, yeah. trusting in God. Yeah, because that's a big move. A lot it of people is. are scared. I mean, I'm scared. I'm, you know, right. rent, bills, loans, right. Sally Mae, like it's all right. knocking and exactly. it's not going nowhere, right? And they were knocking right. and I said, you got to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's home. Right. <laughs> not, no, 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 no. Right. I can't do it. But yeah, I was even looking at my, at my bank account and I was like, did I really do the right thing? Oh my gosh, that's scary. And... I, it turns out I did. Yeah. And then on top of that, I was able to have another account with the school as well, teaching kids step and dance, mm-hmm. which is one of my passions as well. Nice. So I banked pretty much. I was like, listen, yeah, if I, I can that. do this for me mm-hmm. and then still have my clientele coming in, yeah. I looked at it as me pretty much making the same amount of money working for the retailer. Right, right, right. And, and now you get the freedom to create your own. Exactly. You know, your own timeline and all that. That's See, amazing. Now it puts me in a perspective of thinking about IRAs, thinking about stocks, mm-hmm. thinking about all of those different things that guys today, especially in the community that I'm in, the gay mm-hmm. community, yeah, they don't really have a conversation about stocks and right. bonds and well, I do for the record. And well, okay. <laughs> See, so but we're different. I'm right. different. <laughs> we're different. Right, right, right. You know, and then there's a there's this thing with age as well mm-hmm. in our community where there's a big gap. And some of us can be the age that we want to be, but mm-hmm. in our mind, yeah. we're not there yet either. Right, right, right. So I'm just grateful for this opportunity of God wanting me to grow. Mm-hmm. And I just take it. I'm taking it every day at a time. Yeah. You know? So now I'm thinking more about getting into stocks. Now I'm thinking more about IRAs and investment plans. Now I'm thinking more about expanding my business Mm -hmm. because yes my business might have been running for six years but out of those six years maybe half of those years were idle Mm. and that's never a good thing right so now as i progress i'm noticing that that's the more time that i'm putting into the brand that time frame where i was idle is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller gotcha so i'm loving that as well yeah i want to hear about now you have that you've had the opportunity to dress some really amazing people did you ever think in your mind that you would get this far in fashion yes yeah yes i would and it's it's only the beginning yeah you know i was having a tough time as a designer as well mm-hmm. thinking you know, what is the new norm of fashion? Yeah. And Fashion Nova is becoming the new norm of fashion. Right. And it's like, I don't create things like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't design in that way. But that's what it's become, fast fashion. Yeah. And how do I live in a world like that? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you don't have to. Yeah, because you've created your own. Like, you're, what's yeah, your specialty? You create your own lane. Yeah. And that's something that I had to really sit down and understand and entertain that idea of me being in my own lane and Mm -hmm. understanding what that means of being in your own lane because we can say it and recite it over and over and over, but are we really living it? Mm. So I chose to really be in my own lane. Yeah, and so your specialty now, I know you do women's clothing. Yes. Right? Describe to me a little bit about your, like I'm a writer, right? And sometimes... Mm -hmm. I struggle with, you know, getting the dedication and the time and, like, writer's block Mm -hmm. to get the creative juices flowing. I'm pretty sure you go through very similar experiences. Talk to me about, like, your creative process in general. Okay. So my brand pretty much 
It is versatility for timeless women. Actually, versatility for timeless people. Okay. Because I have been branching out to do a few men's pieces here okay. and there. And the future has so much more in store for men's, mm-hmm. where for my brand as well. So I'm loving where my mind is going. Yeah. Uh, with the creativity, with the ingenuity that I want to put out there, and just being innovative. Mm. And I always pray for innovation and creativity yeah. every day. Yeah. Because if I don't have the two, if they're not together, I can't create. Yeah. I can't do anything. So what I mean by versatility is one day she can be in a ball gown, but the next day she can be in a t-shirt and a crop pants and yeah. something, you know. Yeah. And... That's what I love about a woman anyway, mm-hmm. you know, how she can be versatile. Mm-hmm. And um, what are her statement pieces? What are her go-tos? How do I elevate her closet? Mm-hmm. How do I make sure that she has a Jerry Reed piece? Yeah. And the most important thing also is why. Because we can't get focused on the how all the time. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Why are you a designer? Yeah. Why are you creating for this woman? Why is she timeless? Why is she versatile? Why is it all of that? Yeah. And why do you do it? I do it because I love it. Okay. I do it because it's not just fun anymore. It's become my life. Mm. It is my life. Yeah. You know, so every day is a design day. Yeah. Every day is something innovative to give to the world. I love it. I love it. Now, I wasn't going to go here. I wasn't going to take the episode in this direction because I wanted to talk about fashion, but you opened up Pandora's box a little bit talking about your ex and talking about the, the world, the gay world. Okay. Describe to me or talk a little bit about your experience as a, a black gay man in New York City. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's a whirlwind of excitement. Yeah. You know, um, when I first came out, it was a lot for everyone. Mm-hmm. Especially being Caribbean. Yeah. I mean, I didn't care, though. Right. I still don't care. Right. <laughs> so it is what it is. Being in this lifestyle, you will see any and everything. Mm-hmm. And some things you love, some things you don't. Yeah. It's what you take from it at the end of the day. I will say I've built quite a close friendship with three people that okay. I latch on to every day, every minute, you know, and they're in my prayers. They're in my heart. They're in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And I do my best to make sure I'm always inclusive with them. They are my therapists. Mm-hmm. They are my joys. They are my sunshines. With the three of them, I know life becomes easier. Yeah. Life is easier because I have them. Yeah. They all are cut completely different. And they just make me look that much greater right. when they're next to me. Yeah. And I love that. So in this lifestyle that we have here, if you don't have a, a close knit of friends, mm-hmm. you're going to fail. Yeah. You are. You are going to find yourself any and everywhere with yeah. no one holding your back, yeah, holding yeah. you up, you know, even, you know, literally, too, you know, holding you up when you're throwing up in the club or something, you know. <laughs> right. uh, but even to this day now, I stopped all of the, the clubbing and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not as often as I was when I was with my fake ID at 19. Right. You know. Lord, remember those days? Yeah, Thank it was God. fun. I, I it was, was a lot of fun. the other day and I found it's like a lot of fun. my fake IDs <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I memorized these IDs right. to a T just in case. <laughs> We've been you there. Know, I've been all, questioned. Right. I miss the days of going to the promenade that oh was like God. around the corner from FIT. I, mm-hmm. um, I miss going to Splash. Splash. <laughs> 
Exactly. So, yeah. see, we see each other. Yeah. We see each other. Yep. Flash Tuesdays. Exactly. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and then <laughs> on a holiday too. So you right. know Everybody's it was Latino out. night. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would bring things like that back. Yeah, though. it's so different now. Like I was reflecting with my friends, it's just a different. It's a different world. Like I don't know why or how it became that way, but like, what, what do you think is like the most? I find it hard, you know, to find someone who's like minded, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are so many options in New York City. There's so mm-hmm. much to do. This, you know, this party and that party. Do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think what's missing in New York City. And I, one of my very good friends, he's going to be on the show actually um, for season two. Daryl Stewart. He and his friends got together, and he's creating like a more like we're not going to go out and club. We're actually going to go come together and do community service on a Saturday. Right. And like drink together. Right. We'll, we'll go to brunch after we do community service. Like that's the type of things that are, that are missing right now from the black gay world in New York. What do you think is the most challenging part about being black gay in New York and single? Everybody wants attention. Yeah. That's definitely what it is. I can literally scroll down my Instagram timeline and yeah. see enough bodies. Uh, right. Enough right. cakes, right. enough everything, mm-hmm. enough prints, yep. and be like, okay, well, let me look at my Instagram. What's missing from here? Why don't I have 20,000 followers? Yeah, yeah, and it's and because that's what gets I me. don't have, you know, I have my clothes on still. Yeah, that's, that's what gets me. Like, it's, yeah. re- it's actually really frustrating because I'm looking and I'm like... You really, you legit have twenty three thousand followers. Yeah, but do they have a and job? And I'm waking. Well, yeah, who knows? And I'm sitting here like <laughs> trying to change the world. You know, my little fifteen hundred followers. You know, you you yeah. doing better than me. <laughs> my personal page on less than a thousand. You know, but yeah. all that to say is there is an ego here in New York City that mm-hmm. needs to be stroked quite often and mm-hmm. I've learned to drop it. Yeah, for sure. And there's no need to have the ego anymore yeah. because that's what's going to psych you out at the end of the day. Yeah. It's always going to psych you out. It's always going to come for you. I've noticed that in other states they are so together when it comes to their planning. Mm-hmm. Like I could look at for example maybe DC Pride or something. Right, right, right. And like they literally have a whole agenda mm-hmm. where to go, what we're doing, mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, and it's a at, little bit more unified too. Yeah. It's like, like granted we have so many different options. It's just like it's too much too much sometimes. And everybody's promoting something. Yeah. Everybody wants to promote here in New York City. Yeah. And it's like you want me to come to your party, which is the same time as so-and-so's party as well. Yeah. I'm just going to stay home yeah. and watch Netflix now Hello. because it, it becomes so stressful. Like, now I have to choose. I'm not going to spend $30 to come to your party and $30 to go to your party as well. And I'm not even going to get a cocktail with that. Right. You know? Right. Nobody does that anymore either. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm better off going to somebody's happy hour right. and getting so turned Having a great time, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody wants to be this stush, bougie individual now, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's it's okay. We don't need that anymore. Yeah, you know, I just want to have fun. I miss the days of being nineteen mm-hmm. in the club scene because at that time, I was partying with the over twenty crowd, right? Almost pushing forty, you know, and. They were so warm and welcoming. Yeah, it's different now. Now it's like you see these 20, the over 20 crowd, the over 30 crowd together. And it's like if you're not on TV or if you're not Mm, with 50,000 followers, if you're not that, then I don't want you in my circle. Yeah, that's crazy. And it sucks. Yeah. I'm glad with the circle that I have, you know, and 
I try not to inject that into my friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to inject that into my friends. You know, yeah. it's it becomes this ego stroking life of vanity for them. Yeah, that's and um, it does suck. Yeah, going back to fashion, who mm-hmm. is someone that you've always wanted to style, and why? Who do I want to style right now? I don't know. Yeah, I, and I say that truly because my clothing is for everyone Mm. and i want to continuously create for everyone Mm -hmm. particularly black girls yeah you know i love my black girls yeah i love all girls but i love my black girls you know i came from a black girl right so why not push for the black girls you know um even listening to oprah's speech Mm -hmm. at the golden globes yeah yeah you know i want to be that shining light that she's talking about Mm. i desire that you know i want to be that person that is the horizon yeah you know and that comes with time and i'm okay with that yeah you know that's awesome. right now i guess i'll say rihanna okay i'll say rihanna that'd be a great person to style you know yeah i'm not thinking about the following behind it listen if you want the pieces here you go right boom i'm not looking for everyone to be like who is she wearing right 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 you know that's not what i'm doing this for anymore mm-hmm. i'm thinking more of the business perspective now like Working towards building clientele, working towards getting into a store or two, okay. or even having my own brick and mortar. Yeah, is that what's you know? your next step? Who knows? Yeah. But I'm open to whatever God is going to give me right now. Yeah. You know, recently I went to brunch with a few people from this company that does Carnival. Mm-hmm. I work with them faithfully, mm-hmm. Strong J. Some of us, we went to brunch one morning and next door, was a tailor shop Mm -hmm. and I walked past it I looked in the window and I said this is interesting and then I walked past it again and I looked at the name of the spot and it clicked with me instantly because the name was very Panamanian so being that my family's from Panama I was like I gotta go inside and see what's up and this man and I had such a great conversation that he wants me to come back inside to learn from him. Nice. And it's all up to me, you know, yeah. whatever I want to learn, whatever I want to create. And he's looking to retire. Yeah. So it was like, this, this could is a sign. Yeah, this me. could be, yeah. This is, could be me right here. That is awesome. You know, and it's in a great neighborhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's like Clinton Hills meets Flatbush. Yeah. Like that whole extension area. Yeah. I loved it. I, I fell in love with his work. He fell in love with my work. When mm-hmm. I showed him my stuff, he was like, so why are you not in a store? Yeah, that's exciting. And it was interesting because everything is God's timing. Mm-hmm. Everything is God's plan. And I'm open and receptive to whatever God is putting on this table right now. You know, and I'm going to eat. Yeah. I'm always going to eat. I love it. You know. I love it. Tell us, Jerry, how do you walk in your excellence every day? Hmm. How do I walk in my excellence every day? Okay. I pray and I love. When I do it, there is no more worry and there is no more fear. I cannot walk in excellence if I do not pray or love. Awesome. That is powerful. Mm-hmm. And tell us where we can find you. You can find me. I know you got a website. <laughs> You're wearing this amazing shirt, See, which I can't wait to get. I was going to take that and run with it with a, a crazy joke, but I'm going to keep it very g right now (laughs) i'm gonna keep it very g so you can find me at www.jerryreed.com that is j-e-r-r-i 
R-E-I-D.com. You can follow me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. That's going to be Jerry Reed as well. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. That's it. Yeah, you guys got to follow Jerry Reed on Instagram and mm-hmm. see him at Carnival. He is oh, always boy. lit. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, it's I live vicariously through you. You don't have to, though. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't to. get the opportunity to travel as but much. But you can. Yeah. You have to You're make right. the time for you. You're right. You You're know? Right. You're walking in your excellence. That means you must love yourself enough to do so. Yeah. So if you love yourself that much, you need to see the world. Oh, thank you. There's love everywhere. Thank you for that, Jerry. I really appreciate it, man. Mm -hmm. You guys heard it here first. Mr. Jerry Reed, the designer, the role model, the educator. Thanks for listening in. This is your host, Sean Larry. Until next episode, define who you are, follow your passion, speak your truth, be unapologetically you, and always remember to walk in your excellence. Love it. (laughs) Walk in Your Excellence is recorded at Necessary Studios in New York City. Produced by myself, Maya, and Nikki. Follow us on Instagram at NEC Studios. I'm your host, Sean Larry. You can find me on Instagram at Formula22 at Walk in Your Excellence. Tag the hashtag Walk in Your Excellence and visit my website, www.seanlarry.com. That's S E A N L A R R Y. Define who you are, follow your passion, speak your truth, be unapologetically you, and always remember to walk in your excellence.